Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from Pastor Garth Ball. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Isn't this been a great, uh, great topic so far, a great theme? And I think we should give Pastor Phil a big hand for his messages so far because they've been outstanding. And uh, today I just want to share a little bit about my experience of hearing the voice of God. And uh, it's not going to be too much of a scriptural, uh, you know, laying out too many scriptures, which I usually do. I think Pastor Phil has done a brilliant job of that so far. If you want to know a lot of the scriptures and uh, theology behind hearing the voice of God, you need to jump online and listen to his podcast from last week and the week before, because that'll give you a lot of scriptural references about hearing the voice of God. So um, this week, I just want to sort of share my experience about that. And I love what Jeremy Nelson said about hearing the voice of God on Friday night. He said that uh, everyone needs to find their individual way of hearing the voice of God. And there's no, this is not a topic where I can come up and give you an absolute definitive, here's a formula on everything that you need to do, the steps that you need to take to hear the voice of God. Right. What I can share with you is what's worked for me, um, some of the things that it says in the Word, but uh, we all know that we're all wired differently as well, so God will speak to you a little bit differently. But it's very important, and I think we get very anxious on the inside of our hearts when we try and hear God the same way that someone else hears God and just think, well, they hear God that way. That's how I must have to hear God. And then all of a sudden we find it hard to hear God that way and we find ourselves anxious on the inside and confused going, why can't I hear God like they said that they heard God? And um, so Pastor Phil said last week, let's give a bit of a uh, recap. He said, we hear the voice of God through Scripture. My writing hasn't got any better. Sorry about that. We hear uh, God through the Holy Spirit. We hear God through prophecy. Through, oops, now watch out, mistake. There we go. Through godly counsel. Um, through, does anyone remember the last three? Did, anyone? Any others? Mother-in-law. Mother-in-law. No, that was one of the voices. Uh, oops. Oh, struggling here. Making me all self-conscious about my writing. Confirmation of um, witnesses. Six, the peace of God. And seven, circumstances. Is that right, Pastor Phil? There we go. Good enough. There we go. So what you'll find is that you'll be strong in a number of those areas. Right, so there'll be some of those. So for me, scripture is something that I really that works for me. So reading the scriptures, getting into the Word, God speaks to me a lot through that. I can sit down, read a passage, and just get a whole bunch of revelation and and do that for hours. Um, but until I understood the different ways out of these that were strengths for me, I really had a hard time with hearing the voice of God. I, uh, 
You know, I, I used to actually, when people said, God said this, or what's God saying, I used to just get a bit freaked out. I'm like, oh man, I'm a little bit anxious about that because I found it difficult. I'd heard, he'd, uh, I would hear a story such as this one you might have heard about uh, a guy at a shopping center and God said to him, go and do a handstand next to the Coke machine. And, um, and he said, okay, God, and he went and did a handstand next to the Coke machine and then someone comes running up to him and says, mate, what are you doing that for? And he said, God just told me this. And he said, I was about to kill myself when I said, God, if you're real, I want someone to do a handstand near the Coke machine. And then you just did a handstand on the Coke machine. And now I'm not going to kill myself. And it's all these massive stories, aren't they fantastic? Well, not for me, they're not. They're, um, for, a, for a few reasons, because I never heard God's voice that clearly to go and do something like that. Secondly, I can't do handstands very well at all. And uh, thirdly, the, you know, it all came down to my obedience if someone was going to kill themselves or not. And uh, it was all up to me. If I heard God and I was obedient and did that sort of thing, then, then someone's life would be saved. And if not, then you know, I'd be the reason that they didn't. And so all these things just caused me to be a little bit, um, a little bit anxious on the inside. And then part, people like Pastor Julie would come along and talk about angelic visitations she had and visions and open visions and dreams. And again, it's fantastic, except if you're like me, who's never had one of those and still hasn't to this day uh, had any of those kind of things. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? I, I don't ever have visions. I don't see things. And I've never seen angels and, you know, and, and all that sort of thing. Um, but the thing is, we need to know, as I've said, how God speaks to us. And not only that, but we need to um, be, be fine with how God speaks with, to other people. So for me, like when Jeremy Nelson gets up and, and talks about God giving him a stake, that's hard for me to, to comprehend, but yet I need to be okay with that. When I say to Jamie, you know, oh, it's the Bible, the Bible, the Bible, she's okay with that, even though she has seen a whole bunch of those things and seen literal angels often and, and things like that that I haven't. So we need to respect understand how everyone else hears the voice of God while still understanding how we're wired to hear the voice of God. And so there's a unique flow of the Holy Spirit in our life and there's a journey for you to go on to, to understand that. So I think out of all of these things that we have up here now, uh, these seven ways that Pastor Phil has of hearing the voice of God, I think that the thing that people think about the most is that one, isn't it? The Holy Spirit speaking to our heart. Julie prayed this morning, God, let us hear your still small voice. So it's that God's impression on our heart that a lot of people automatically think of when we say God said something. Um, and, that's, and that's fine. I think sometimes, however, we get, we, 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 we get so caught up on that one that we forget about all the other ones. And we, and we look so much for the Holy Spirit on the inside that we forget about the other ways. But... Seeing as though this is the one that people think about the most and it causes the, the most amount of frustration sometimes and, and, and questions. And, you know, I've, when I've said to some non-Christian family and friends of mine, God, I heard God say this. You know, they say there's people, um, there's conditions to describe people like you, people hearing voices and, and, and things like that. And, and they don't understand this whole concept. And for Christians, sometimes it doesn't get any... Um, any more, uh, any easier. So this morning I want to share my experience of this one. 
the Holy Spirit speaking to our hearts. But I want to stress, it's my experience. It doesn't have to be yours, but maybe it is yours and it'll bring freedom to your world hearing my experience of that. Um, Because, you know, some people have like these intense line-by-line conversations with God. And someone would come up and say, oh, I said this and God said that and then I said this and God said that and they're all like paragraph-long conversations. And I'm like, that's great. That's not how it typically works for me, but if that is how it works for you, then don't, I'm not limiting you in that. I'm not saying that that's not valid. That's great. Go for that. That's amazing. If you hear, if you see visions and dreams, now I'm hanging out. Hopefully I do. Maybe my spiritual senses will be opened and, and activated. Um, that's fine if you do that. Go and talk to Pastor Julie about those rather than me because I probably won't have much insight into interpretations of these different things. Um, so, let's go. So, the other, not only do I think this is the one that uh, people speak about, most, you know, speak about most often, but I also think that we think of the Holy Spirit speaking to us largely in terms of decision-making. So often we think God's voice is the Holy Spirit on the inside of us in regards to decision-making, what He wants us to do, what He doesn't want us to do. It's like, God, what is your will? Yeah. Oh, isn't that the, the million-dollar question for so many people? Yeah. God, what yeah. is your will? Uh, what do you want? What is your will for this? What is your will for that? Right. And then somehow we find it hard getting an answer and we start throwing signs out. And God, if it's your will, then may this happen. And may I go down the street and see this thing and then that thing. And may this person come up to me and say this as a sign of what I should do because we get so and then we might even get that sign happen but then we ask for another one because we're still not quite sure if that first one was a real one so we ask for another one and then even a third one sometimes and then still after three we still don't feel quite satisfied with what God's saying to our life and I think it's because of this that in our life is full of decisions right some really big ones and some really small ones. And I think one of the ways we get confused is that we try to hear God, the still small voice, Holy Spirit speaking to our heart for the big ones, but not the small ones. And so the big ones, we say, oh, this is a, this is a deal breaker. This is like a life changer. God, what is your will? I have to hear your voice on this. And then the little ones, it's like, well, God, you probably don't care that much about these little ones. What I've found for me is that it's actually almost the opposite. Let me explain to you a little bit, because you seem a little bit confused. The really big decisions, I think they have large ramifications for our life, right? Big one, like, like we're talking serious decisions. Like we're, they're, they're, they're big things. They're not just like, you know, do I eat wheat bix or Crunchy Nut Kellogg's Corn Flakes for breakfast? They're things that, that will have a serious uh, influence on our life. And I think it's for this reason that we need to hear God and, uh, and make some good, get some wisdom, and make some, some really good decisions. But I don't know about you, but I'm developing my ability to recognize the Holy Spirit on the inside. Right, right. So that scripture that Pastor Phil's been talking about is Hebrews 5, 14. We're, being, we're training ourselves to discern. Right. The problem we face is that we try and make really big decisions on a nudge on the inside, or prompting on the inside. 
who's found that it's at those times it's pretty hard to hear what God's actually saying <laughs> as well? And, and so we get, up, we get so confused, we're like, oh gosh, what are you, what are you doing? Um, and I'm not saying that we don't try and hear God, we definitely do hear God, but I've found that a whole bunch of uh, these other things, you know, these things here, they actually help me discern what's going on on the inside. So I ask God, and I seek God, but it's these other things that are helping me understand and test what I'm hearing and sensing is actually God. And it's not one of the other voices that Pastor Phil mentioned. It's not the devil, it's not me, it's not the mother-in-law or the wife. No, it wasn't even mother-in-law, was it? It was wife. Where did I get some mother-in-law? Um, I'm in trouble. I'm in serious trouble. What have I done? I don't know if we can get the scripture up, Romans 12, 2, and it says, uh, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Problem is, we so often try and understand what the Lord's will is when our mind is unrenewed in different areas. And so what I find these other things in our world do, we can um, go, yeah, we're back to that. These other things do, they help me renew my mind. um, And so that I can actually test and approve what God's will is. Now, a big one of these that, let's see if I can use a highlighter here. Let's see if this works. And um, one of the big ones for, like this scripture is, is huge for that. Godly counsel has been a big one. Let me give you a few examples of that one in my life. When I um, first just wanted to go to Bible college. I, um, I, I was just like, I want to go to Bible college. I was teaching full time. So I want to go to Bible college. Like I was down at, I was down at uh, Presence Conference and I remember John Bevere was preaching one time and, and when he was preaching, like I felt like it and I still feel like a bit of a silly person for saying it now. When he was preaching, I just, something came alive on the inside of me and I just said, that's what I want to be doing. I want to do that. Uh, what I'm doing now is awesome, but, but that's what I feel like my thing is to do in life. And I didn't want to say to anyone, I was just like, oh, people are going to think I'm going like, to want to be John Bevere and I'm going to be that amazing. Like, it wasn't like that. But, and then I went back to work and I was like, God, I, I want to I pursue you. And I, you know, college was, was mentioned. I want to go to Bible college. But I was so, I, I delayed it about two or three years because I was so fearful, is this your will? God, is this your will? And um, and I remember reading a script. Read, you know, I was praying one day and I was getting really stirred about college. And I remember reading the Bible and it said, um, "You will not need a teacher. God will teach you." And I was like, "Oh God, that must mean that Bible college isn't for me. That must mean that you know you're you're just going to teach me. I don't need to go to college and get trained. If I go to Bible college, I must be in the doing the wrong thing." And, you know, if you think I'm crazy, if no one else has had these sort of thoughts before, forgive me, but um, I sense some of you may have. And, and so I, and I said to Pastor Phil and Julie, I said, Pastor Phil and Julie, I, I didn't tell them that story. I said, what do you think? I, I sort of want to go to Bible college, and, and, um, but, but I don't know. And they're like, go to Bible college for sure. Like, this is what you want to do with your life. This is the giftings on your life. Go. And, and a couple other people said the same thing. And finally... I ended up going and it was the best year of my life, totally life-changing, and it was 110% the will of God. Um, but I needed some people to help me focus my thinking and just go, the way you're thinking 
isn't renewed. You need to change the way you're thinking and then you would understand that this is the will of God for your life. Uh, On the opposite, when Jamie and I started having romantic feelings towards each other, uh, I thought I was hearing from the devil. And uh, because... I, you know, I couldn't get someone as amazing as that, obviously, that was the reason, no. Um, and and uh, it's never easy when the person that you wanted to get wisdom from is her mother and father. And so, and I, uh, of course, went to Pastor Julie before Pastor Phil, because Pastor Phil needs some massaging into these sort of things. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, and, and, and basically what I was going to Pastor Julie, just to say, just to say, yep, tell me I'm an idiot, tell me it's never going to happen, and tell me that I'm hearing from the devil. Because that's what I thought that she was going to say to me, uh, for a number of reasons. And, um, <laughs> and, and so, I, um, so I went, and we went down to McDonald's, and I said, yeah, so this is sort of happening. And, and when she said it, she goes, actually, I think it could work. When she said that, I was like, what? Like, what's going on? You think it could work? Like, really? I'm not, I'm not hearing from the devil. Anyway, anyway, it was a whole journey after that of just walking on the journey going, and, and, and it's ended up being one of the most divinely appointed, or the most divinely appointed relationship in my life. But again, I needed understanding because I, I couldn't hear the, the, the voice of God for myself because my mind was unrenewed in different areas. So... So that helped me out a little bit. And so, anyway, that's, I just wanted to drop in decision-making there about hearing the still, small voice of God. Then in some of the small decisions of life, actually, God does want to get involved with you, just don't think He does. Then there's others where He doesn't care. He just he wants you to make a decision. It's like, whatever you want to do. Just, you know, do you want to do this or that? It's like, well, pick one and I'm good with it. And so there's a whole bunch of different areas. So in, what I'm trying to say in the area of decision-making Let's just be open to a whole bunch of things. Don't feel like the pressure is on you to get by yourself and just hear the still small voice of God on the inside until you finally get this an unwavering some sort of thing on the inside of you. There's a whole bunch of different ways that God can help you make decisions. But definitely, there is definitely a great sense. God speaks to our heart about decisions as well and you know, often they're just confirmations of what you're hearing is correct. And some of you that have been doing this a bit longer than I have probably learnt to do it a lot better. And by now you just, you can make better decisions with God and you sort of, your mind's renewed in different areas. But it's a journey that we're on. But if decision-making was the only area that God wanted to speak to you about, then that would go against nearly everything that the Bible says, I think. Because If that was the case, then God would only want to speak to us when he wanted us to do something, and we would only want to speak to him when we wanted to know something from him. But the Bible is very clear, and and I think that the will of God is that God wants us to walk in a dynamic, living relationship with the Holy Spirit. Not just, okay, Garth, now I've got, you know, me again, got you to do something, or God, me again, um, what what do I do in this one? It's not all about decision-making. There's a whole bunch of just different things in your life that God wants to speak to you about and, and lead you towards. Let me read you a scripture I think we've got up here as well, Galatians 5.25. This is a key scripture, I think. It says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. The New Living Translation, check this one out. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Yeah. 
I love that. I think that's hearing the voice of God, following the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. I think this is saying, since you're walking in the Spirit, sing as though you're born again. Sing as though your heart's regenerated. Sing as though the Holy Spirit is is living on the inside of you. Make sure then you walk in step with Him. If you've got Him on the inside, if He's there, make the most of it and walk in step with it and follow His leadings in every part of your life. Not every decision you make, but in every part of your life. So it's not just, this is where God wants to speak to me and now I'm on my own for all this. What you're doing is walking in a flow of the grace of God. And, 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 you just, and, and, and you're, you're constantly aware of His presence in your life. Um, and, and I think that's revival at its, at its purest form. Meetings like we have on Friday night is amazing because you know, the glory of God comes in an incredible way. But I think that the heart of revival is individuals who are awakened to the Holy Spirit on the inside of them and are, the, and are constantly aware of His presence in their life. And no matter where they're walking, day by day, whether it's in church or whether it's um, you know, at work or whether it's this or that, they're aware of the presence of God on their life. Bill Johnson at Presence mentioned that it was like having a dove on your shoulder, the dove of the Holy Spirit. And how would you walk if you had a dove on your shoulder? You'd walk with each step um, in mind that he's there, that he's with you, that he's on you. Um, I'll try and be quick because we're running out of time. Uh, let me tell you a few, just a couple of ways that, I, you know, what that seems like for me. Like, here's a real simple one. Friday night when uh, the offering was being taken out for Jeremy Nelson, I got out whatever I had in my wallet and I just felt a thing on the inside. It was like a... Pastor Phil Pringle says it's like either a nod or a head shake on the inside. It's like either mm-mm or mm. And when I pulled out this, this offering, it was just this something on the inside. I was like, mm-mm, that's, that's not it. Don't just give the leftovers. Don't just give him whatever shrapnel you got in there. And then I thought of, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, F-Foss, yeah, the F-Foss ladies up the back. Pastor Phil's head rang through, you know, voice rent throughout my head. F-Foss ladies up the back at the information desk. And, and I thought of another amount, and I was like, hmm, that's the one. And it's just something as simple as that, just being open. Oh, not that one? Oh, yeah, you're right. That would be a stingy, unthoughtful, you know, ob, you know obliged offering. And the Holy Spirit's like, no, do this one. Here's, here's, a, here's a, something that happened for me recently. When we were up the North Coast on a, on a ministry trip, uh, which Marty didn't get to partake much of at all because he was in bed sick the whole week. Um, I, or, I think it was because of your fear of sharing a bed with me. We had a double bed. We were going we to stay in the same double bed. Libby would understand how Marty works, with how much that would go down well with, with Marty. We drew the, the double bed and all of a sudden he gets sick and I have to go and sleep on the lounge. And uh, we know what was going on. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> best decision you ever made, yeah. Um, but, and so I was, my, my job that week was, uh, I was just meeting up with some of our pastors from our churches up the North Coast and doing some preaching in churches. And I went to, I had one meeting and then I went to another one and I was at Rabina Town Center, um, massive shopping center. It's like huge, if anyone's seen Rabina. Do you have, do any pharmacies? They're like massive. And, um, and so, and I, at, at this cafe, I sat across from Matt Rogers, and, which was pretty awesome. And everyone I, everyone I told, they're like, who's Matt Rogers? And it's like, oh, and some of you are going, who's Matt Rogers? Pastor Julie, who's Matt Rogers? Yeah, anyway, rugby union league 
player. And so anyway, I was walking, I had an hour to, to spare uh, before I was meeting with the next person. And, and so I was walking a lot long led by the Holy Spirit and I saw a 50% off G-Star sale. And so I obeyed that prompting to enter in to the store. And, um, and so, so, you know, you've got you to obey when God speaks. And so I went in, I was having a look at some of the shirts and, um, and this sales assistant guy came up and, and we were just, uh, we're just having, you know, just chatting, just, you know, I don't know, what about, just shirts probably. And, and you know the sort of people where instantly you just feel like, I love this guy, this guy's awesome, I don't even know him. But this guy is such a cool guy, we could be so be best friends, you know what I mean? Like, he's amazing. And, and so, you know, anyway, so I got a couple of shirts, tried them on. Of course, they were, they were perfect because I was listening to God. And, and so I decided to buy a couple. And I came up, I was waiting for someone to serve me. And he comes up and, and serves me. I'm like, cool. So I just, and, and this is where you sort of just, you just got to, you know, even in a situation like that, you can just be aware of what God's doing. And he, I just sort of felt, talk, keep conversation going, like, hey, yeah, cool, where are you from? And he was from Colombia, he's out here for a couple of years. He said, um, do, we have you, do we have you in the system? And I said, no, I'm actually not from around here. Uh, I'm just visiting, I'm from the Central Coast. And he said, why are you here? Now, my usual answer is, oh, I'm just up here for a work trip. That's cool. But I, I felt, the, the words that described what I felt would be like, tell him really why you're here. I didn't hear, tell him really why you're here. And, but I felt, the feeling, I just knew that I had to tell him why I was here. Right. I was like, oh, all right. Well, I'm up here with a, with a Bible college group and uh, we're, you know, doing a ministry trip and visiting a whole bunch of our churches in the area. And his face dropped. I was like, oh, I've done it now. We're not going to be best friends at all. <laughs> and, um, and so he's just like, oh, I'm like, oh, yeah. And he goes, man, this is crazy. I've been so interested in Christianity the past couple of weeks. Oh it's goodness. been incredible. He goes, actually, I've lived with a bunch of Christians. And, and just two weeks ago, I went to church. And it's just been so on my, on my mind and on my heart, this whole thing about Christianity. Why do you follow what you follow? We're in G-Star. I'm going, all right. He's, he's mates there, people around. I'm like, well, if you're cool to chat about it, I'm cool to chat about it. And I said, well, you know, I was... I said, I was the furthest thing from a Christian. I was, didn't believe in God at all. And then some of my friends from school started going to church. And, and then I came along. And then one day it hit me that God's actually real. And for me, man, that changed everything. Not only that he's real, but that he loves me and he's got a purpose for me. And he goes, that's it, isn't it? Everyone's born for a purpose. We're all here for a reason. We're, we're created to do something. I was like, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And... Um, and so it goes on. Then I felt, you know, keep, make the most, you know, the Bible says make the most of every opportunity. Right. You know, don't just pull out and sort of dance around it. And I decided to search for a card in my, and someone, the, the great thing was that someone had changed my, la, my name on my business cards and put an S on the end of it. So I've got, I had a whole lot of Garth Balls business cards. <laughs> and so I grab a card, I'm like, oh, I'm searching around my bag for like a, for like a normal one. Finally found a Garth Ball one. I was like, well, man, you know, what are you doing Sunday night? You, um, you know, and he goes, oh, I'll be here till five. I was like, well, church is on at six o'clock, man. I'll, I'll come if you want. Give me a call. You know, he, and he never called, but I, I did as much as I could. Any more would have been creepy. Any less would have been disobedient, I think. And so we just got to, but even in that, you're aware of, of the Holy Spirit 
and what, he, um, what he's saying to you in those situations. And that's the best way that I can describe to you what it looks like for me hearing God. It's a, and and I, think, I think we say the voice of God, even though it's not typically a voice as such, it's a feeling that feels so much like a voice that we say God said. You know what I mean? So it's not literally a voice. There's thoughts, impressions. It's just a knowing. It's just, to me, it's just a knowing. I know if I don't tell this guy why I'm really here, that I'm going to be blowing it. I just know I need to be. I need to tell this guy. I had no idea what was going through when he t- going through his head. There's other stories, but I'll, I won't tell anymore. I just want to leave you with a couple, with one thing. Um, let, let me give you one key that I've found of walking this kind of relationship with God, um, so that it's not spooky and and you know weird, but you're just walking in relationship with God. And to do it, let me go to. 1 Kings 19, verse uh, 11 to 13. And this is a famous one. This is why I wanted to, to share from it. And it's about the still small voice. And um, this is the last thing. Actually, we can get the keyboard. Uh, is, you, is that all right with you, Jill? And it says this. Then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. And it says up in your version, probably a gentle whisper, but the, the New King James Version says a still small voice. So it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? Now, it's this scripture that, so, that people talk about this feeling, and it's this leading of the Holy Spirit that feels like a still, small voice at times. Other times, it actually, I think it feels pretty loud. Um, but, you know, and, and that's that sort of thing. And, and so we talk about the, the Holy Spirit speaking to our heart as a still, small voice. And, and that's fine. That's accurate. But I want to pre- present some, propose something else to you for a moment. Uh, Barnes's notes on the Bible says this phrase literally means a sound of soft stillness. A sound of soft stillness. I think this is almost showing us a condition of our heart that needs to proceed hearing the voice of God. Because God said, my presence is about to pass by you. Elijah was in a rut. He was being hunted by Jezebel. There was a whole lot of chaos in his world. He was hiding in a cave. And I think God might have been saying this to him. I think he might have been saying, Elijah, the chaos in your world, the fear in your world, that's not where my presence is. I'm about to pass by you, but but I'm not in the thunder. I'm not in the lightning. I'm not in the wind, the fire, those things. I'm in the stillness. And it was like a sound. It was an atmosphere. It was an atmosphere of a soft stillness in his life. And then in verse 13, it says, Then suddenly a voice came to him after that. I just think that that the key, as Julie was praying this morning through that song, one of the keys to allowing God to speak to our life is a stillness on the inside of us. And sometimes that means... You getting alone with God, taking time out. 
when Moses in, in Exodus 3, 4, uh, it says, so, the, so when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him in the midst of the bush and said, sometimes God's waiting for you to turn aside yeah. so that he can call to you and say. Right. And sometimes if we don't turn aside, we're not in a place on the inside of us where we can hear him say those things. The first half of this year, I was running around, busy, doing all these things. And I was praying, I was reading the word, I was worshipping, but I wasn't hearing. Right. I wasn't listening. I was doing all the talking. Who loves a relationship where the other person does all the talking? No one. I was doing all the talking. And then after presence, I was down and out for a week, sick, and it was the best week of the year. Because I stopped. And then God showed me so many things, so many revelations that he was probably waiting to show me for so long. But I was just running around doing a Martha, just running here, running there. Sometimes, but God wants you to have a stillness on the inside, even in the chaos on the outside. Even though you, you might be in a spot where circumstances can't change. I'm about to head into a, a few weeks where I can't get less busy. It's going to be a busy time, but I'm going to fight for a stillness on the inside. I stayed back late at work on Thursday. And uh, because it was such a massive day, and I got, and everyone had gone, I was like, God, I don't want to get back into this rut. God, I just want, I want to be still in my heart on the inside. So I put on the new Hillsong album, and I'm just entering data into an accounting program, Sharon. You know how exciting that is. But the presence of God is just, I feel God with me. And a message from Pastor Brian comes on at the end, and it was literally almost the exact scriptures the exact message that God had been showing me since that week after presence. And I'm just getting going, God, here I am just entering invoices. And, but, but God's there. And God's there with me. Why don't we stand up? I think, I think here's a problem as well. Some people try so hard to hear God that their striving actually causes a blockage to hearing God. I don't think our focus should be on trying to hear, but our focus should be on drawing near. And that is what I'm trying to say today. Just like anything else in the new covenant, uh, hearing the voice of God is a fruit of intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I think uh, when you're convinced that so many people find it hard to hear God because really they find it hard to draw near. You've got a, either a wrong opinion of what, who God is. You think you're expecting bad things from him when he wants to show you good things. You think he's a harsh disciplinarian when really he's a loving father. But when we know God is for us, and sometimes it is hard, like Pastor Phil was saying, sometimes he asks us to do things that are, that are challenging. But I tell you, when we can yield our hearts to God and just know he's for us and that he loves us, then we can be still restful and confident in his presence, then hearing the voice of God will be much easier. Last thing I say, don't search for God's voice. Search for his heart and you'll hear his voice. Search for his heart and you'll hear his voice.
hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. Selfless faith to live like Christ for all our